Recording started. In the second epistle of John, we'll start at verse 6. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. For many deceivers who have gone out into this world, those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves that you might not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. Doesn't that sound pertinent to the times we live in? Yeah, it most certainly does. Now, the King James uh, translates uh, seven, the latter portion there. This this is a deceiver and an antichrist. <clears throat> and it, very important is number seven, uh, verse seven, the first part which you read as well. For for many deceivers. Mm-hmm are entered into the world. And and we are being deceived right now on full scale. Absolutely. Yeah. And somebody, I think his name was Nelson, sent me this thing on the Twin Towers thing. It all adds (laughs) up too too well for me. I never did believe it, and now it's worse than I ever imagined what I think about our government. I'm not sure it's ever worse. Um, well, um, it, it, I think the answer to your question, uh, or your it's not even a question, it's a rhetorical question at the best, I'm not sure it ever worked, and and no. It has not only, it only works. If you are truly honest, the only reason it works is because of a righteous people believing that what they are doing is right. So in in spite of all this, things that we did wrong, God worked with us? Absolutely. You know, it's like I said, I, I so many times I've thought about the scripture in, in Samuel, and, and, and I might as well just go ahead and flip over there. Maybe somebody's getting tired of hearing about it, but, um, you know, for lack of an understanding or a better way to put it or, you know, any of those things, I always looked at 1 Samuel chapter 12. He says, let's go to 14. Okay, I'm trying to get there. 1 Samuel chapter 12. Um they've 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 got a king they've asked for a king in first samuel 8 which we all know and we get to 12 and it says if you will fear the lord serve him and obey his voice 
and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, of Yahweh, then shall both you and also the king that reigns over you continually following the Lord your God. But if you will not obey the voice of Yahweh, but rebel against the commandment of Yahweh, then shall the hand of Yahweh be against you as it was against your fathers. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which Yahweh will do before your eyes. So he's saying to us, you know, even if you're so stupid, and it's my paraphrase, I know, to accept for yourselves a king, if your king will abide in me, and you, the people, abide in me, I'll be with you and your king. And I don't, I don't so, know any other. Well, let me enlighten here. So America is going to be different. See, we're, we're, we're going to be different. We're not even going to ask for a live person. Our new king is going to be a document. That's the part I never really comprehended. We have put a document up to worship. And it's even worse than people. You know what I'm saying? King Constitution. We always like to teach in our schools, well, George Washington wouldn't want to be the king. He wanted to be the president. He wanted to be the CEO of the uh, corporate uh, mission statement, I guess. That's uh, what the Constitution is, the power. And it may be good and it may be bad, depending on the nine interpreters. They interpret the king's voice, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying to my wife today, everything is so stupid. Uh, one of my owners contacted me and, and uh, a month ago and said that they wanted rent increases to go out. And I emailed back and I said, really? Um, you know, you should count it a blessing that you didn't have anybody moving this year, you know, and that's all a result of this COVID crap. And not only that, there are landlords all over the country who are struggling to pay a bill because um, they have people who live in the, in the residences who cannot pay rent. And the landlords are having to continue to allow them free housing, and yet pay property taxes. And so I resisted with a short but succinct response and said I just didn't think it was in the proper interest this year. And lo and behold, I got a second email asking me if these increases are being done. So my wife responded and said, no, uh, I believe Doug sent you an email. And the response was, yeah, I know, but we got to have something. We need to do something. And 
I'm one of these guys that walk around all the time talking about how stupid everything is. So let's get the picture down because it seems like many in America have an inability to actually look at the picture. My owners need more income in order to pay increased bill costs, which Mm -hmm. means the residents need to pay higher rents, which means they need higher income, which means they need increases at their work. To make it more just, bricks. It, yeah, it just it keeps it keeps going on down the line. <clears throat> and it's like how high should the rent be? People bemoan, especially people on our side, that that bemoan um well, you know, somebody wants to make a minimum wage $15 an hour. And they say, how ridiculous, you know, that I should have to pay somebody coming to my business $15 an hour when they're not even worth seven. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's great. However, if you don't want to be paying that person $15 an hour, you've got to get a hold of the problem. And the problem is a fiat currency that has been foisted upon you for over a hundred years now, and you have watched your country spiral into economic bondage as a result. Rather than being economically free, you are now in economic bondage. And so everybody wants to get another piece of something that requires the next one to ask for more, for more, and for more. The whole thing is just insanity. And yet, we're going to have a million, five million, three million, 2.4 million uh, that are going to head to Washington and surround, I guess, the Capitol building or the legislative halls and yeah and they don't they don't understand you know it's interesting russell that you started with the scripture you did in second john you know as i'm saying you know if you want to know what's wrong with the situation you got to know you know Who's striking yet? And and if you're going to even refuse and reject what the scripture clearly tells you about somebody striking you, then how can you possibly hope for any quote-unquote salvation by marching to Washington? For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. He that abides in the doctrine of Christ 
he has both the Father and the Son. If there come unto you any, bringing not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither be mm-hmm. him God's speed. For he that bids him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that your joy might be full. Um, what, what do you think is wrong with a shack-up relationship? I mean, one of the principal things I see is there's no promise, is there? There's no commitment. There's just benefits, right? I mean, we're using broad terminology. But getting money, getting money and being, you know, instant money, that's kind of like no commitment, (laughs) instant gratification. So, I mean, it looks like to me they have similar results. Uh, And what, what happens is it, I guess you don't pay the price of appreciation. Or the, you know what I'm trying to say? I guess you haven't fought the fight, earned it, therefore you don't appreciate it as much, maybe. But you you were talking about the currency thing and I think you've touched on a very important point is what the damage is of the inflation and the usury. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. What yeah. is the damage of the usury? Well, it causes us to have to work all the time. You well, know, and let's re- ask... Let's, Let's ask this question. What is the problem with a credit card? It's so easy. The credit card allows you to live beyond your means. That's why it's called credit. You have Mm -hmm. been extended credit because the person extending you the credit is is expecting and anticipating that you like that benefit or that perk and therefore Mm -hmm. you intend to honor the obligation that is attached to it, which is a payment. Much like a wedding. Just exactly the same thing you're talking about (laughs) with regards to matrimony being two being united as one. The two being well, united it, as one is is the act that is required as part of the marriage contract, if you will. Mm-hmm. When that marriage contract is consummated, it needs nothing more than the tokens. 
And when you have the situation where it is, as you say, it 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 is designed or desired that that individuals will just carry on in a uh, uh, in a acquaintance or relationship or a, a, a union without the understanding of what that union is and why, then. Uh-huh then yes, it it has no commitment. It has no covenant. There is no reason not to disenfranchise one, oneself from the agreement or from the the arrangement because there is, there's been no covenant that's been consecrated between the two. The same, same thing with the agreement of a credit card. There's an agreement implied or otherwise in fact it's not implied it's it's written in the in the fine print in the in the paperwork that comes with the card but most people destroy the paperwork that comes with the card <clears throat> because they will just defer to the paper that comes monthly that says what they must do and that mm-hmm. is to pay you know $47 this month and uh-huh. the next month, it's a different number or whatever, and it's because I've been using more of my credit. <clears throat> so if if there is no contract, there is no agreement between the parties, and in, in marriage, it's entirely different than just an economic contract with a credit card because there is something that, also is at play that a simple credit card, well, you know, in in many respects, Russell, it's the same thing. It has the ability Mm -hmm. to create something that does not exist. Mm -hmm. Um, The two creations are entirely different, however, in terms of, of how one should see that. Um, It's probably a poor way to, to explain it, but well, Certainly, Think about the union. Yeah, the 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 child the where union. the two become as one and the one flesh that is the result of the union. That's clearly a uh, something. It, it's a creation that that only happens that way. Mm-hmm. And then there's obligations associated with that with that creation, which mm-hmm. are part of the original contract and union but if if that contract and union which is engaged in by the two is not viewed that way then we can easily back out of it and this is one of the things that is so frustrating in talking with people and and people having different situations that have happened in their own lives and so forth. And as they come to the knowledge and they come to these truths, they can see errors Mm -hmm. and they can see, you know, things that they would have done differently. Mm -hmm. But the important thing to God is what you're doing as you're professing and walking to profess that you are desirous of walk, walking in his will and in his way. And so if, if all your intention is is that to someday 
back away from it um, by not having the commitment of the contract, so to speak, then then you're not abiding in the will. You're you're clearly outside the will, and so it's uh, there's. I'm not sure exactly what your thoughts were on on that particular part of it, but um, it's uh, well. I was thinking part of, where you brought up. I was thinking of the damage, the destruction. You know, God doesn't want us destroyed, so He says, "Do this, do this, and don't do that," and that. You can do a lot of good things, and I've I've spent with money, and um, I really wasn't. I'm not sure that I was very smart about it. And, I mean, I know I wasn't because I never really gave it a thought. But when you give it a thought, put it to the pencil to the paper. You realize that that um, the price you pay is kind of like fornicating in a way. Um, you pay a price when you not just fornicate, but I'll adultery. I mean, take your pick. Steal of it all those things demand a price don't they yeah i mean they take a toll they take a toll on you then you look up in your you're in your 60s and you can see back and see all these things you might have should have done different but then i think that stupid clause that you brought up is really I'm not saying uh, I'm not I'm not saying that grace is the parachute but it for some reason it, it like you said earlier if you if you still believe in him and still abide or you still think that he's your God, for some reason he he says, okay, stupid, I'm going to bail you out again. Or I don't know if that's the right word, but some would say, I love you so much that I'm going to tolerate, not tolerate, I don't know, yeah. I'm just going to give you another shot at it, and you you best not push me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there comes a point. You call it the line in the sand or whatever. But it's like he calls, calls, you know, it's time to pay the fiddler I guess you'd say and this country cannot just hand out money 
arbitrary, huge figures of money. It it just doesn't work that way. Where it's where is it where is it coming from? The clouds? Coming for every taxing entity in my county is gonna need more money. And I I I can't give any more. You know, you think about what a man can do in a 10-hour day, 12-hour day. After a while, he's not nearly as productive as he was in his youth. And yet, the demands just keep going up, don't they? Like you said, yeah. those those apartment people, now they got to make more bricks because Doug sent out the notice. Doug's just a carrier. Is the the mailman? Doug didn't necessarily want to do it, but Doug's hands were tied. Doug's got an option: either do it or go down the road and find another job. Right? You do what your owners tell you, or you go become an owner. I guess, and and you get to try to figure out how to pay all the property taxes. I mean, what are your options? Well, that's this is this is what I that that's why it's so maddening for me. I, I turn around and you know, and I I just it's every single time you turn around, you're faced with the same vicious circle. You know, we mm-hmm. could go into the 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 pandemic. You know, the coronavirus. You know, everywhere uh-huh. you turn you're 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 back in a circle on on things instead of everybody just letting the herd immunity happen we had all of this other stuff that that precipitated so much more destruction and and now we just rewrite the way we we want the the history to reflect i was thinking about this today nowhere can i think of a time that we are able to see real time the actual changing of history. Let me give you an example. If the World Health Organization can scrub everything that they put out, change their website documentation and everything else, and say, this is what we are today. Regardless of what was yesterday and what was last month and what was nine months ago, it's all scrubbed. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even have a reference point for where you started. So think of somebody coming into full age at this at this period of time. Yeah, I have a daughter. Everything, yeah, everything is relative to what we say to you today. There is no historical reference point. Uh-uh. And I consider that in light of God's word. <clears throat> the only anchor and reference point that we have at all with regards to righteousness is his anchor point. 
And you take that anchor point away, and the only thing we have is whatever man says morality and righteousness is. Mm -hmm. And even though we will tell you what you must do, we will not do what you must do because Mm -hmm. you must do as we say, but you must not do as we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we need a stronger virus now. Exactly. <laughs> we create a new one. Wonder what and the we have of the new stronger one. And uh-uh. the reason the reason we have to have a new virus is because we are conditioning the people right now at this very hour to understand that the way we used to fight a virus called your body your immune system, that no longer exists. The new way that you must fight a virus is how we say the virus is fought. And that is fought through our pharmacology. Mm -hmm. And anybody who thinks otherwise is a fool. A fool. That's a great word, isn't it? fool you know I'm not so sure I mean we talked about stupid which comes from a stupor but I'm not sure I mean God wants us to wake up but a fool that's a different story I'm not not see what the origins of that particular (laughs) Word is while you're doing that, I'm I'm going to tell us uh, good evening, Isaac. Good evening, guys. And let's flip over to to the little old book of Habakkuk. 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 Habakkuk, chapter one. While Russell's looking up the word and the etymology of fool, he wants to learn where he came from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I think he wants to look at where I came from. (laughs) Here's Habakkuk 1. The burden which Habakkuk, the prophet, did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me. And there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore, the law is slacked, and judgment does never go forth, for the wicked does compass about the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgment proceeds. If we cannot have this same 
burden that Habakkuk has at this time if if you're going to have a march to Washington mm-hmm. this has to be the burden that is on your heart and you have to be asking yourself why is God not willing to hear you know Habakkuk here Basically, what you have here is Habakkuk, he complains to God. And we all complain as well. Because every day that we complain with one another, we're actually complaining with God. And you have a complaint, you have an answer, then you have another complaint, And then you have another answer. And then you have Habakkuk recognizing that God is working and he's going to do what he needs to do. And the interesting thing for most Christians to me is that there seems to be a lack of desire to believe and understand that when his hand is against you, there is a judgment that's going to be meted out. And if there's not going to be a judgment meted out, there must of necessity be a whole confession of sin and repentance as we saw with David absolutely so God replies verse 5 behold you among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously for I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, that Chaldean there is Babylonians, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful, their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Does it not look like judgment and the dignity that proceeds from themselves is upon America today? Their horses also are swifter than leopards and are more fierce than the evening wolves. And their horsemen shall spread themselves and their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hastens to eat. They shall come all for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind and they shall gather the captivity as the sand. They shall scoff at the kings, and the princes shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold. 
after they shall heap dust and take it. Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend, imputing this his power unto his God. So he's going he's gonna to have a, a changed mind and think, well, this is because the God that I serve is allowing me all this rampage. It's just a it's just an interesting little short prophetic book that basically foretells of the Babylonian captivity, the work that God is going to do in Judah and Jerusalem around 597 B.C. And boy, when you look around us today, not only did we forsake God and allow these these ungodly people in positions of power and authority to rule over us and dictate that we should forsake our God. And for a couple of hundred years, we've allowed them to replace our God with a paper document, as you said, Russell, that did not profess one scriptural reference anywhere in the document. as to how one was to live and be guided and governed under this document. And this document has resulted in every single thing that we have today. If that isn't a forsaking of God, (laughs) you know, I I don't know how, you know, how you better describe it or how you better understand it. So if these people go to Washington, I'm going to be in prayer that they fall on their knees and repent. I have this thinking feeling that that's not going to happen that they are going to desire verse 11, that they're going to impute this power to their God. I think you're right. If God were to give any grace here, He needs to see some action. Yeah, if he imputes any grace here, I you have to question whether or not it would be for the sole purpose of once again 
allowing us one more opportunity before he brings upon the full and utter destruction and captivity. And I I don't relish the thought of what it means to have our children and our children's children marched into a captivity, a bondage. Well, God is a just God. And it seems like he's always preserved a remnant, a remnant, doesn't it? Yeah. To carry um, out, to carry out his his will, or at least to pronounce his will. So there's the wake up call. Or he preserves a remnant that his creation might continue. Mm-hmm. The scripture says, I created it to be inhabited. And hopefully by his people, <laughs> or good people. Or order, yeah. It, it it has it has an order in order for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to think of this, Doug. Listen up. Because in order to describe a fool, we have to describe insanity. But it has two meanings way back in the 13th century. An insane person, an idiot, various other words. But also, in addition to that, a blacksmith's bellows. Also an adjective meaning mad, insane, uh, from medieval Latin, fullus. Foolish from Latin, fallus, bellows, leather bag. Um, to blow, to swell. The sense evolution probably is from the Latin Vulgate use of the word fallus in the sense of a windbag, an empty-headed person. Compare also Sanskrit, vatula, insane, literally wind, windy, inflated with wind. But some sources suggest the evolution from Latin fallus puffed cheeks of a buffoon. 
A secondary sense from plural of follows. One makes the idiot sense original, the other the gesture sense. The word has evolved into modern English a much stronger sense than it had in an earlier period. It has now the implication of insulting contempt, which does not in the same degree belong to any of the synonyms. Well, let me quickly tell you if I can find it. Uh, Insanity, I had it marked here. A very interesting thing. Uh, Persons mentally damaged from Latin insanus, mad, insane, unsound mind, outrageous, excessive, extravagant, insanus. Sanus meant well and healthy, and in means not. Irrational evidencing madness. Compare with lunatic. Well, when what you brought up earlier, what what God has, I guess we've allowed it, is to have these people that are of this ilk to rule over us. That's and really what lovely. should we expect? Exactly. So why why are we surprised? Exactly. You know they're they're telling you that. This this weather thing, what is it? Global warming, all these things. Uh, cows flatulence is destroying the earth. Is they want us to believe it's that vulnerable that a bad odor can destroy the earth? I mean, does it get any more insane than that? Think about it. Well. And again, that that again fails to recognize the big picture. The big picture is none of those concerns. The big picture is having you to believe so that we are able to more successfully control all of the various aspects of your economy and life. I don't know how many times I've had to say this before, is that the colonial purpose for the Declaration of Independence, if you will, there's a number of grievances, obviously, there recorded. However, read that Declaration of Independence and read those grievances and ask yourself, what the cause of the grievances are and did we resolve any of the grievances that are recorded there but my first point about the declaration is that so many forget it was not the one percent tax on the tea as much as it was the king of england said you must buy your tea from the Dutch East India Tea Company. Now, I want to tell people something. That Dutch East India Company is still in existence. It just is not the Dutch East India Tea Company. It still is the Dutch East India Company. 
shale so, oil. So, for, so what is important to recognize is nothing has changed. The corporate interests are still in charge, just as they were. I've read from it before, the, the uh, bail in Zondervan's pictorial dictionary, the bales, B-A-A-L-S, were those in charge of the basic economic life pulse. And we've got the same thing today. Just nothing has changed in that regard. The only thing changing is that people still, once again, don't know the history because in the process of time, it's just the same thing that I started part of the fellowship with. We are living in a time where you literally are seeing the erasure of your history almost as it's occurring. When you can change on a website and a document and so forth what it is that your principal principal directives and so forth have been called the World Health Organization and you can literally go on and change everything that you had just put out 30 days ago, 90 days ago, and nine months ago, literally change it as if it never existed, and now you're operating under this new information that is there. You have no foundation. You have no mooring for where you've been and where you're at. It's just, it is a... What it is is a con job. And back to that verse, I'll read it again. If we want to know who the deceivers are, we simply ask we we simply ask them, Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh? And when they say no, we know who the deceiver is. We know they're a deceiver, don't we? Absolutely. And when this document was constructed 230 years ago or more, when this document was constructed, the Christian profession of Jesus Christ that was in, as I recall, every colonial charter or constitution went bye-bye, which meant that you could, which meant that whoever was in charge of writing that document and signing on to it, signed on to the fact that we are no longer going to be by gods. We were going to reject any mention of Jesus Christ and certainly any test that you profess Jesus Christ in order to hold a public position of authority. Over so now we know the deception, don't we? 
We do. We absolutely do. It has come full circle. It, it is a shame it took us 230 years to figure it out, but, I, you know, it didn't. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of people back then that were raising these objections. We never heard those quotes. Mm-mm. The victors read when them. I when I found that Thomas Jefferson was trying to rewrite the criminal code for Virginia, and when I read what it was that he was trying to rewrite it with, and he rejected the very words of God with regards to causing a fire, and that he wanted to punish them with fivefold. Uh, reparations and the Bible says nothing uh, of any sort you've got to begin to scratch your head and say who were these people and I don't say that lightly to put myself on a pedestal and say well I am Doug the righteous I don't in any way imply that no you're sincerely seeking their character I am sincerely trying to convey that when when Scripture says, when Christ says, the first thing he says, what is that, Matthew 24? He says, be not deceived. Um, Turning over there. Be not deceived. Yeah, take heed, 24-4, Matthew. Let's, let's get, the, let's get 24-4. Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you, is what this American standard says. And King James, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying that I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, when people read that scripture, I don't know whoever taught them to read that by saying, oh, Russell came and says he's Christ. Oh, oh, that guy at, at Georgetown or Jonestown or whatever, you know, he said that, you know, or the guy in Waco, you know, he, he said that he uh-huh. was Christ. Well... The Bible said that's what they were going to, that, that, that there would be those that were come. But how about reading it this way? For many shall come in my name saying that I am Christ. You've got people right now who First John, Second John uh, uh, refers to as Antichrist because they believe not Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And right here, you have people that Christ tells you are going to say that Christ is Christ. And right now, they are doing that. They are saying that Christ is Christ. But they don't believe that. No, that's part they of call, the con job. That's part of the con job. That's part of the deception. Let no man deceive you. And and bear in mind, it doesn't say, let no angel deceive you. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Let no man deceive you. Your biggest enemy is another man. That's what this says. Or another person. Oh, Russell, Doug, you guys, this has to do with end times. <laughs> Boy, if the end time rattlers aren't rattling the end time rattles right now, huh? Yeah, exactly. So one could say I'm under attack by a, a, an adversary, a misleader, a deceiver. You know, oh, I'm struggling. I'm, there's a deceiver been really working on me. Uh, that's one thing. But then well, I, how about how about the how about I I come to you this week and I say. I had a vision. Yeah. And then and then next month I come to you. You know, I had another one of these visions. And then uh-huh. I explain all all the things in the vision and all the things that I'm seeing. And boy, you're just, you know, you're just mesmerized and you, you want to come next week to find out if I'm going to have seen another vision. Mhm. It's all over the internet it is all over <clears throat> so, so but, but this 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 right here that we're dealing with in the word and the truth at habakkuk and you know the the prophetic response of all the prophets to the sinning house of Judah and Israel, that that's not discussed. And now you know why it's not discussed, because it would give the people an anchor, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It would give them a point of reference. And they have no point of reference, because it's continually oh, being taken away. Say again, Rich? They do have a point of reference. The Word of God, it's a filter that you can tell all deception through. That's his remedy for government. It's his word. Amen. Right, and what I what I meant by that is there's no anchor because they, they're not being drawn to this. You know, this, well, he gave this, the anchor. It's whether you want to use it or not. I know they're being drawn to their constitution. That they they're drawing upon their constitution for their salvation. Let me, let me interject something. Let me interject. Ahead, Russell. Wrong, what'd you say, point. Rich? I said wrong anchor. Yeah, wrong anchor. I agree. You know, go if, Russell. If we if we stand back and we analyze and we look at this Second John seven, we could say there's many non-deceivers who have gone out into the world who do acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the not deceiver or truther. And certainly a pro-Christ individual. 
So attach yourself to, or you know, uh, or say, watch yourselves. Watch them. I mean, uh, assemble with them that you could build up and actually accomplish something. You know, that's a different way to look at it, isn't it? Yeah. So as I was reading, as I was reading through Habakkuk, I found myself, you know, basically, you know, looking at several things that, um, you know, help to really see the justice of God. And in seeing what's going on in America, I have to look at how how much that Habakkuk had to recognize that while while he could complain and lament about what was going on and ask God in all sincerity, how can you let this... Not only that, as you get into... um, uh, As I read through 7 through 11... Um, Habakkuk is lamenting the fact that what do you mean the Chaldeans the Chaldeans these reprobate Babylonians is what that means there uh, you're, you're saying these reprobates you're going to bring in among these people that Habakkuk is, is saying that are the righteous and yet God is saying, well, wait a minute. No, they're not. And, and Habakkuk is angry and lamenting about the fact that he's going to bring these wicked destroyers. And I look at this, this country and I say, look at these wicked destroyers. If you can't, you know, I sent out, I think, to some people in the past that interview uh, when Microsoft was sued back in the 80s, late 80s or early 90s, it must have been. It was it was during that that attorney general, that female attorney general, uh, so that was Clinton administration. It must have been 90s, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Reno, and he uh, he was being he he was under what do you call that uh, uh, questioning. A deposition. He was under death deposition for the allegations that that the United States brought against Microsoft for unfair practices, and he sat there in that deposition like he was a two year old. He's like he was asked a question, a very specific question. What were you concerned about something in January? And he said. The whole month, and the guy asking the question said, "Yeah." And he just sat there, and he moves his eyes, and you know, turns his head a little bit, like, "I'm not sure I understand what you're asking." I, it must have been torture for those people asking that guy questions to have him sit there and play 
like he was some dummy and 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 then what you know he just he just paid the fine rebuilt his image and now he's out here you know doing 20 to 1 uh return on investments um in in vaccines and 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 other nefarious pharmaceuticals and we have these people ruling over us and this is exactly what Habakkuk was complaining about you're going to bring these against these righteous people of God and God's like you know they're really not so righteous but it 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 strikes at our at our core because we can't understand why would you bring the wicked of the wicked in upon us and allow them to do as they're doing and god answers art thou not from everlasting o lord my god mine holy one we shall not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them for judgment, and O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. You're of purer eye, you are of purer eyes than to behold this evil. And can you not look on iniquity? You can, and you can't look on iniquity. Wherefore look you thou upon them that deal so treacherously and hold thy tongue when the wicked devour the man that is more righteous than he and makes men as the fishes of the sea as the creeping things that have no ruler over them. They take up all of them with the angle. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. Therefore they rejoice and are glad Therefore they sacrifice unto their net and burn incense under their drag because by them their portion is fat and their meat is plenteous. Shall they therefore empty their net and not spare continually to slay the nations? And now God's response. He says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that they may run that read it, that they may run that read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry long. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Yea, also, because he transgressed by wine, he is a proud man, neither keeps at home, who enlarges his desire as hell, and is as death, and cannot be satisfied, but gathers unto him all nations, and heaps unto him all people. Shall not all these take up a parable against him and a taunting proverb against him, say, Woe to him that increase that which is not his? How long? And to him that laid himself with thick day, clay? 
Shall they not rise up suddenly, shall bite thee, and awake, shall vex thee, and thou shalt be for boodles unto them? Because thou hast spoiled many nations, all the remnant of the people shall spoil thee because of men's blood, and for the violence of the land of the city, of all that dwell therein. Woe to him that covets an evil, coveteth an evil, covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Thou hast consulted shame to thy house by cutting off many people, and hast sinned against thy soul. For the stone shall cry out to the wall, and the beam out of the timber shall answer it. It's just, you know, they make their nest on high. They build for themselves. You don't think this Dr. Fauci's got himself millions and millions of dollars? And, and Russell comes to the fellowship tonight and has a heavy heart. When asked, how are you doing? You don't think I know what that heart says? I know you know I do. How's a man supposed to supposed to go to the next day and the next month and the next year not knowing that he has anything for the family? The business is destroyed. And the business is difficult to see whether the business will still be a business in any month to follow. And he has the same laments, the same burden that Habakkuk has. And yet the people are going to march to Washington and they're going to do as verse 11 imputing that power not to their God, but to their God, the Constitution. We caused this thing to happen because we showed up in numbers. And as I say, if God allows them a grace, my fear is it will merely be to once again have them fall by their own sword. The sword which has been destroying them for the past 230 years. There is not one arm of this government system that we've currently got in this country. Not one arm of it that has any biblical foundation to it whatsoever. But to say that just makes people's toes curl, I guess. Habakkuk is wrestling with God. How can you allow this? How can you see 
all that you see, you are not someone who does not see the wickedness of the wicked. But Habakkuk could not see yet the work that was going to be done by bringing judgment and justice. Habakkuk chapter 3. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon Shigilonath. I had that pronounced earlier. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Timan and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand and there was the hiding of his power. Before him went the pestilence and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. Verse 8. Was the Lord displeased again against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea that thou did ride upon thine horses and thy chariots of salvation? Thy bow was made quite naked according to the oaths of the tribes, even thy words, Selah. Thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. The mountains saw thee, they trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by thee, deep uttered his voice and lifted up his hands on high. The sun and the moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glittering spear. Thou did march through the land in indignation. Thou did thresh the heathen in anger. Thou went forth for the salvation of the people even for the salvation with thine anointed. Thou would woundest the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation under the neck, Selah. Thou didst strike through with his staves the head of his villages. They came out as with a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was as to devour the poor secretly. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses through the heap of great waters. When I heard my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in that day of trouble. When he comes up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the glory of my salvation. Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. So in all of this here in Habakkuk, he, he recognizes what the destruction is going to do. The nations that are going to be brought low as a result of God's true justice sweeping through the lands and the nations. And you just, you think, is this the day? Is this the hour? Is this the time, Father, where where you're going to come through with a great destruction because you are hearing the voice of your people and they are lamenting and they are crying and they truly are repenting. See, we don't we don't really know. And you know, we talk with people, we have associates, acquaintances, we can see the way the people are reacting, they're reacting with righteous hearts and but oftentimes, like I say, there's still a misguiding of of are they are they looking to their constitution for the salvation? If, if God hasn't shown, if God has not shown by what he did in that Supreme Court decision, if God has not shown the people that your rock that you trusted in is nothing more than shifting sand, That's what I pray. I pray that the people saw what happened three weeks ago or whatever and said, I have got to shift my focus and my attention to the true God, to the true righteousness that I was supposed to be after in this country. And I am sorry that I have served this false God for as long as I did, that I rejected you just as they did in First Samuel, in rejecting him, being king over him. Christ is our king. He's our king. He's reigning over us. He came to show us that he is God, and he still reigns. Why would we want any other to reign over us? He's hearing our voices right now when he hears these fellowships like this one and others who are joining together, two or more joined and crying out unto him. How long, O Lord? How long? 
It makes many people say there is no God. He doesn't exist. But uh, the reason I come to this prophet Habakkuk is because this is the answer when we're in this anguish like this, not understanding how long it will be. I believe they subscribed the Babylonian captivity to about 597 B.C. And this book is somewhere in the 610 to 595 period they've dated it to. It may have yet been five or six or seven years before you know, they were carried into the captivity and then years before the actual destruction of, of Babylon, the kingdom or the empire of Babylon. And that that's our salvation is to know that even while today we may not be able to see it, experience it, or witness it, it was counted unto those for righteousness who did not, who did not and never did ever get to see any of those mighty hands and mighty works that God did. And that their progeny were a part of that breach and that grace and that repair that that God allowed once again. Because it's easy to just have your head spin and say, I just don't know. And I don't know where my owners think that they're going to go by continuing to raise rents. And, uh, you know, Russell said something, you know, you either do it or you go the other way. Well, you know what, Russell? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to write this letter uh, uh, or this owner another email and I am going to say I am not going to pour salt upon this wound. God will get us through and he's been getting us through. This particular owner has the blessing of having had no vacancies for nearly three years. A hundred percent occupancy factor. And in a time such as this, if I pour this salt in this wound, and it opens up for me a wound that I cannot repair, I will not have 
them coming back to me asking me why I am not fixing this wound. You see what I'm saying, Russell? Did I lose everybody? Oh, I'm still here. Yeah, here. Oh. Yeah, that owner oh, should count as a blessing because he's 100% occupied for three years. Say a little bit louder, Rich. I said that owner needs to count his blessings. He's been uh, fully occupied for three years in a row. Well, and and that's my belief, and so that's what I'm going to I'm going to stand on, and I'm going to say I, I will not be responsible for the breach that that gets opened up as a result of this, because I believe that God should open that breach up. If I'm going to take this this time in America, and and I'm going to act as one of these you know, corporate, you know, dogs that, and I understand it's like Russell said, he said, every community right now is going to be wanting more property taxes because they've got lots of stuff that has been happening in 2020 and the books aren't even being reconciled in in the ways in which they're going to be necessary to be reconciled as each of these states is struggling with various issues as a result of of this well doug these tests are not free these treatments are not free all these do they think this food just fell out of the sky somebody had to pay for it you know, that's an interesting thing because what's your return on your investment when the government says, well, <laughs> I, I, tell me how this computes, somebody. We're going to ask companies out there to do something, to build a product. And when they're done building it, we're going to offer it to the people for free but you are still going to get your full face value of your product price. Can, can anybody tell me how that, how does that help you, as the scripture says, where was that? Luke, Luke 14, something like that. Who builds a tower without counting the cost thereof? Sounds like Democrat cities to me. Yeah, here it is, 28, Luke 14.
For which of you intending to build a tower sits not down first and counts the cost, whether he would have sufficient to finish it? Now, this is the most important part of this scripture, believe it or not. Lest happily, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. I mean, people are going to start mocking the blue governors. I think they already are. <laughs> Anybody want to say I a prayer? I don't know if they're going to mock those governors, Rich. <laughs> uh, I think they're they just going to be standing. I think they're going to be standing there wanting more from them. That's uh, I. Uh, Heavenly Father I pray that in the days to come your people will have such an awakening Father of the error of their way Father I just pray that you'll open the hearts and the minds to really see that everything that they thought they believed about this God that we replaced you with, called this Constitution, has resulted in everything they have. And that last, that last white horse of hope clothed in nine black robes that they finally see that it is in fact nine black robes and not the white horse. Father, I just... I know that you've left this scriptural record for us for this very time the the darkness that's upon us the evil the wicked and those antichrists father that that continue to strike at us continue to oppress continue to use and abuse your people because your people are meek and lowly and they need a shepherd and their pastors have forsaken them and left them to be devoured by the wolves oh father hear our prayer know how much we would cry out to every one of them we pray father that through your spirit they will hear those cries from us that they would come back to you. Once again, return to you their first love, the foundation of all liberty, 
the foundation of all righteousness. Father, most of all, that you would forgive us. Ask it, trusting in it. You've promised us that if we would but ask for the right reasons, and Father, I pray that this would be for the right reasons, that we want the healing your name be magnified and glorified once again in the land. Land that you brought our forefathers into. Be a blessing to the world. Father, we have not done such a good job of being that blessing. Can't always see what it is that you're doing and how it's all be brought about and Father we probably are selfish in many respects because we want to see it. We want to see it in our day. We want to see it in our time. We want to witness it. Father I pray that it's not because we don't believe we want to see it. pray that it's because we just want your righteousness to prevail in the land. Thank you, Father, for knowing our needs here in our prayer. Amen. 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 Anybody have anything you want to add? Lord, your ways are not our ways, and we trust in you to feed our little ones. Preserve the righteous. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. Amen, indeed. Amen. Well, I don't know. If it made any sense or not, but I didn't have anything planned. Russell has has left the call, and I just ask for all of you to keep Russell in prayer. That man has a family, and he's got a business that's been totally decimated. And he's a proud Israelite. You can ask him a hundred times how he's doing. He's going to tell you he's doing just fine. But, you know, he's good and he's he, he blesses us. And I know that Russell gets continually blessed because I've, I've seen it happen to him many times in the family. My point, I guess, is that This is a man whose whose life work has just been totally, totally destroyed by no action of his own to destroy it himself. He didn't 
go out and drink himself into a dither, lost his business. He didn't go out and philander around the country taking, you know, little junkets here and there with the excess of his business. No, he stayed the course. Followed Yahweh. He trained his children up in the way they should go, just as commanded. And now he has a business that doesn't even have the capacity to produce a tenth of what it once produced for his family. A building, infrastructure, investments, Everything just sitting there. But that property tax bill in the thousands is due just like it's due for you guys. First of the year, middle of the year, the end of the year, whichever it is, however they do it in that state that every other state. And I could feel it in his his voice tonight when he came on the fellowship more than I've I've felt it all year. I ask him I ask him every month at least once if not a couple times in the month how he's doing. He just tells me he's, he's making it. This is what this country has done. And I don't want those people going to Washington under a false illusion. You know what I mean? You don't even have you don't even have anything left that you can pass on to your children. Totally wiped out. Make bricks with no straw. So, keep him in prayer, and I keep all of you in prayer, because we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we know that he loves those who love him and seek after him. Russell definitely does that, so I know he's going to be fine, but I can't help but acknowledge where he's at. Well, 
Well, I don't want to keep everybody late here, so I will say good night all and thanks for joining us. Yeah, good night, guys. All right. Good night.